Hello there, fellow warrior. Are you taking life too seriously? I was wondering when I asked you that question, if I could see you, if I could peek through this microphone here and see you right now, were you going, seriously, Valerie? Do you have any idea what I'm dealing with, what I'm facing, what I've been through? It's all serious stuff. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know how life can come at us from so many different angles. The challenges can seem overwhelming. Sometimes it's one hit after the next. So I, I realize that you no doubt have some serious things in your life that you have to deal with. Life's not all fun and games. I mean, there are people who try to live their life like that where everything's just a big party and, and everything's fun, I think at some point that's going to backfire on you because it'll keep you from dealing with the things you need to deal with. Obviously, we have to be adults. Darn it. I saw this little sign in a shop a few years back and it said, we're adults. When did it happen and how do we make it stop? Doesn't that sound good? Let's make it stop. Yeah, we'd all like to be kids and not have to have adult worries. But that's not how it works. And here we are. So yes, even though you have serious issues to deal with, when you can lighten up a little bit, learn how to laugh, life gets a little easier. It reduces stress. So think about your body posture, maybe even right now. Think about it. Do you have a clenched jaw? Maybe even clenching your teeth? How about your fists? Do you ever just look down and go, man, I've, my, my fists are clenched? Or your shoulders are up near your ears, right? You're wearing them like earrings. Have you ever gone like this? I know you can't see me, but spread your arms out wide and see how you feel. When our arms are spread wide, it's amazing how different we feel than when we're all closed up. It reminds me of... I have a German son. I know I've talked about him quite a bit. Um, he's a, a guy that lived with us in high school, and he has been like a second son to me. And he has a wife and two kids now. In fact, his daughter, Amelia Val, yes, my namesake, is um, my goddaughter. So his little son, Lenny, who's a couple years younger than Amelia, he's a hoot. I think he was about maybe two years old, and he went out on a walk. He was visiting, obviously. He went out on a walk and he came busting through the front door of my house with his mom and he spread his arms wide and said, hello, hello. And I just have that mental picture in my mind all the time. That's how kids work. He didn't walk in and just go, hello, hello, with his arms down. He spread them wide. So even our body posture, we have to be more mindful of it. This is one reason people get so offended is because we're taking life so seriously that we can't lighten up even for a moment. We can't seem to laugh anymore or joke around with each other. Everything's offensive to everybody. It's crazy. I mean, we've got to learn to lighten up a little. I'm not talking about being degrading, but you know, good old fashioned poking fun at other people and at ourselves. I think we need a little broader shoulders many times. So that all sounds good, but I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove to you why it is so important. I found this really great article and it's called why laughing at yourself can boost 
your health. And it was an NBC News article written by a doctor. And it basically says that one, there's two types of people. One who gets offended pretty easily and the other group that can laugh at themselves. Believe it or not, the science, the science of good health tilts in favor of those who crack up when they fall or do something silly or embarrass themselves. Like me, I have embarrassed myself a few times. Like the time that I was at an event helping a friend and she has this clothing line and I was helping her all day long. Yeah, I was working for clothing. It's this high-end clothing line. It's really great stuff. And it's for, you know, they they donate a a portion to charity. So there I am working all day. My feet are killing me. And I leave this big, big ballroom kind of area of this resort. And I walk all the way down past all the other vendors, all the other booths, all of the things that were going on that day, past the doors to the ballroom where the event was taking place and around a corner to the bathroom. So point is, it was quite a ways away from where we happened to be. We were at the far end. So I go to the bathroom, do my thing. I'm coming out and I was wearing this skirt that had all these different layers. It's kind of like chiffon, different layers. And as I'm walking back, remember all these people are breaking down their, their booth areas and they're all busy and trying to load out and all this stuff. And I go walking past all these people and they're all really noticing me. And I'm thinking, dang, how am I looking so good? Why are they noticing me? Is it my smile on my face? Is it because I just look so refreshed, even though my feet are killing me and I don't feel refreshed? Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) So I walk all the way back. And just as I approach, Carolyn was her name. As I approached her, she points at me, starts laughing so hard, she almost fell off the stool. What? She said, your skirt. I looked down. I could see my skirt. It was down there. Everything looked fine. And then I felt around the back. Oh my gosh. The entire skirt, not a piece of it, not one of the pieces, one of the layers, one of the pieces of chiffon, the entire skirt was in my undergarments. Yes, I had walked (laughs) the entire way back from the bathroom like that. So what, you know, right, okay, think about that moment. We have two choices, horrification, so embarrassed, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out, or you laugh your you-know-what off. Well, I chose the latter, of course laughed my rear off. And I absolutely love that story because we've all done things like that, right? All of us. Not too long ago, I was riding my bike and we have a lot of garden type areas in my neighborhood and uh, a lot of kind of hilly areas. I live in the foothills and of the mountains and There are a lot of these areas that are grassy and just beautiful, but all of the garden areas have rocks, not dirt. Over the top of the dirt are rocks. And I'm talking big gravel, not little tiny pea gravel or pieces or smooth gravel. They're big, thick, hard. Okay, don't know what I was thinking, but Rich recently put tires on my bike. God bless him. So sweet of him. But for some reason, he and the guy at the bike shop decided I should have these really thin tires. And a lot of the times when I ride my bike, I ride in dirt and gravel and stuff. So I knew this, okay? I knew that my bike couldn't handle what it used to with these new tires. For some reason, I look and I decide I'm going to go racing across this big gravel area and then up a hill to go up to this other street. So I race through, I get, I don't know how many, three, four feet into the gravel and my bike literally just stops. The handlebars turn. I mean, I actually hurt myself. 
it actually really did hurt. But what's the first thing I did? Of course, I'm in this cul-de-sac. I turn around and look. Is anyone outside? Is anyone getting out of a car? Did anyone see me from their house? Yeah, that was my first thought. But honestly, if somebody had been out there, I probably would have just laughed. But, okay, so it's one thing to kind of go, oh my gosh, I'm a little embarrassed. Did anyone see me? And then take it so much further that we get angry or, you know, see people do that sometimes when they do something foolish or accidental and they can't laugh at themselves even a little bit. They get so uptight. So listen, this article, this news article that it's really interesting because I already knew all of this stuff. But to have some scientific backing and to have studies behind this is pretty cool. So you have this one type of people, those who get offended easily, and then the other is the people who can laugh at themselves. So good health tilts in the favor of those people who can crack up when they do something foolish like going through the gravel with skinny tires and falling. And I mean, literally when my bike stopped, I couldn't even fly anywhere. I stopped with it and banged my knees and shins and everything else. Or when you have your skirt up in your undergarments. So I want to share a couple things with you. Aside from authenticity and a healthy awareness of others, this Dr. Bierman says that those who don't take themselves too seriously can step back and look at themselves or mistakes they've made from an outside perspective. So sometimes when you're too serious, you can't do that, right? You can't step back and go, oh, well, come on. That wasn't a big deal. What if someone else did that? It wouldn't be that big of a deal. She's also careful to acknowledge the difference between laughing at yourself and putting yourself down. Okay. Now I think a little poking at yourself is fine. We're not, you know, we're not here to call ourselves idiots. That's the whole point. We're here to lighten up, right? What she calls adaptive humor, which is cheering people up or looking for the funny side in rather negative events. It's, it's connected to well-being and psychological health in a myriad of ways, right? We should lighten up with other people and with ourselves. She says that happier people are also more resilient, right? And if you're taking life too serious, you're not going to be that happy, meaning they can better handle when things don't go their way. Okay. Has anything not gone your way in life? <laughs> a lot of things, right? So what happens when we take life so serious and things don't go our way? We can really get out of sorts. We can really start thinking life is terrible, right? According to this Swiss humor expert, you know what? That's what I should have done for a living. Instead of going into finance when I did and accounting and all that stuff, I should have been a humor expert. That would have been a lot more fun. From the University of Zurich, Dr. Willibald Rook, Rooch, Rook, I don't know how to say his name. A cheerful person seems to be more resilient against negative events and is more able to face adversities in life with a smile. Oh, Willibald is a woman, she says. <laughs> also, uh, there's another study from Harvard University Center of Developing Child says, Though resilience is born of both nature and nurture, the stress experienced by less resilient people produces chemicals in the body that cause inflammation. And we know, of course, that chronic inflammation can lead to so many different illnesses, including diabetes, cardiovascular disease, arthritis, cancer, dementia, depression. So 
definitely better for you in that regard. We talked about this already for a couple minutes. Happier people are more resilient, right? So being able to laugh at yourself means less stress on your heart. We already talked about being able to handle life better. Listen to this. People who are able to be more resilient, and that means not taking life's events too seriously, have a higher pain threshold. Isn't that amazing? Another article in Scientific American attributes the endorphins released during laughter to pain relief. Yes, pain relief. Managing pain, handling life's adversities better, better for your heart. Are you not convinced yet? How about boosting short-term memory? Science says the more you laugh, the better you remember. So Loma Linda University researchers conducted a study, and they examined the stress levels and short-term memory of healthy adults in their 60s and 70s. They asked one group to sit in silence without a means of communication. Okay, picture yourself. You're sitting there. You can't communicate. The other group watched funny videos. So one group's just sitting there. The other one's watching funny videos. They said the high, the humor group had a much higher improvement in the ability to remember things. Wow. 43.6% compared with 20.3% in the other group. Additionally, the humor group had lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol floating around their systems. Have you ever thought maybe you have a little extra cortisol floating around your system from all the stress you've been under? The other group only showed a slight drop in their stress levels. Pretty compelling stuff, isn't it? Laughter. Yeah, I know you've hear, heard me talk about laughter. It's the best medicine. And one of my nine weapons of hope in your oxygen mask, I talk about laughter. And this was another article I actually read years ago. The Mayo Clinic had published an article stating that a good laugh has more benefits than lightening your load mentally amazing. Laughing induces physical changes in your body. Basically, a lot of what I just said, same kind of things. It stimulates organs, activates and relieves stress response, soothes tension, improves your immune system, relieves pain, increases personal satisfaction, and improves your mood. I mean, can you even imagine being in a bad mood while you're laughing? I mean, if you're really seriously laughing, it's almost impossible to be in a bad mood. Remember Lenny. Hello, hello. Remember he didn't walk in the door with his arms to his sides. He spread them out wide, opened up his chest with a big smile on his face. That's another thing. How often are you smiling? We can even laugh in situations and times when it might seem a little crazy. And I don't know, I don't, this is not to be disrespectful in any way, shape or form, but my grandfather, he died. And, um, I mean, it was many years ago, but he was very, very special to me. My grandfather's house, my grandpa and Nana's house was our safe place. It made me feel comfortable and safe all the time. And it was just so peaceful and loving and so my grandpa's death obviously hit me very, very hard, but he had Parkinson's and dementia and he was really suffering. So I was very relieved for him and glad he was out of pain, but obviously very sad. So my mom and I were at the funeral home 
getting the funeral arrangements made. And after we decided on everything, the funeral director was putting some things together, I think, for the announcement. And he said, you know, do you want to go look at the chapel? You know, just down the hall, down here, explained how to get there. So we're walking down this hall, you know, and it's kind of weird. I don't, I mean, I haven't been in too many funeral homes in my life. And as we walked down this hall, it was the viewing hall. And so I had not seen very many dead bodies. And so all of a sudden we walked past this one room and it must have been probably somebody from the funeral home was attending to, to somebody there. And so the door was open and we could just, all of a sudden we went by, we just, there was just this body and there was someone else in the room, but my mom let out a gasp. And when she did, I looked at her, she looked at me and it, it made me laugh. Oh my gosh. Then the lady looked up that was tending to this person and oh my goodness. Then we thought, oh no. So we took off, I took off running and my mom took off running after me. We ran down the rest of this hallway, burst into the chapel, and we fell into the pews laughing our heads off. It was one of those where you can't stop laughing, right? I mean, we couldn't stop laughing. Thankfully, there was no one in the chapel, of course. But all I could think about is my grandpa was probably up in heaven laughing his head off too. He was Scottish and he had a great sense of humor, really able to laugh at himself. And, you know, he just really was a good time. So I know you know, it wasn't offensive. But I wonder if you would feel comfortable doing something like that. Okay, maybe you're not as crazy as I am, but do you know what I'm talking about? Being able to just lighten up a little bit. Maybe you don't have to go to that extent where you're laughing at a funeral home. And of course, it wasn't planned. There's no way in the world that that was planned. But I think sometimes in these stressful situations, laughter can help. I have seen that in a situation where I had a friend whose son died. He actually committed suicide when he was 17 years old, and it was terrible. I mean, devastating. But even in the middle of all of that, in the planning for his funeral, we had some laughs. There are times when I think about my daughter, Jamie, and obviously, you know, she's been gone a few years now, but we're still in the, facing a murder trial and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, and just the, the ache in my heart is there. But sometimes I, I, I laugh about something or do something silly and I think, oh my gosh, Jamie would have cracked up at that. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, I said something goofy because I tend to do that. Said something goofy, cracked myself up. And then my first thought was, that's exactly, no, my first thought was actually, I'm almost 60 years old and I'm still doing goofy stuff. And then I thought, Jamie would be just like that as an adult. And then of course it hit me. She's never going to be past the 30 years old that she was when she died. But I didn't get real sad. I had that moment. But I was being light in that moment. I was allowing myself to be light and picture Jamie being just as silly as I am. So next time you get your skirt stuck in your underwear, you trip on something, you do something foolish, you drive your bike into a gravel that you know you can't make it through, laugh. You will be healthier for it. Link arms with me. We have a lot of work to do to overcome fear and trauma and shed shame and guilt, but together we can do it. I hope that you will join me at traumadisruptors.com. You can 
it's a private community. You can get in there and you can learn about our Warriors and Hope membership. You can join the community and link arms with other people who are going through similar things that you are. You don't have to do this alone, whatever you're going through. But it is time to disrupt trauma. The world needs you standing strong and courageous. The world needs your story. So it's time to start living it courageously.